You know what? It sounds great. It sounds great? Okay. Yeah. Great. We're going to do this. You're going to have to make no edits in this. I promise. (laughs) I feel like that's a lie. Let's go. (laughs) I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD DVD Deathmatch. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm so great. Oh my god. We're back. We're back, baby. It's January. We're back doing our podcast. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> DVD Deathmatch. No, that's terrible. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's not great. Um we'll work on it. We'll get back to you. How are you? Good. Oh oh good. end of discussion. Oh, oh good. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Um I'm here to talk about that was not my stomach or my <laughs> belching. That was Doofus, the our dog, dog, yeah, making a weird noise. I don't know if it even picked it up. It did. Great. <laughs> oh, it did. Oh, it did. Um. Yeah. No, I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. I had a having a busy couple of days. Where. Uh, down to the wire recording this. Yeah, again, uh, we, we had a month to get ahead. We really and we did, and we not only did we not get ahead. But we're, behind. we're 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 like recording this on the Tuesday. Yeah. And I need to edit it on the Wednesday so, so that it can go, go up on the Thursday. Yeah. But you know what? We love doing it. We do. It's not a chore. It's not a chore. If it was a chore, it'd be ludicrous because <laughs> three people listen to this. And for what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could just have Luke and Michelle over and talk about movies with them. <laughs> right, exactly. But we have, but the, I, I like talking to you about these movies. I like going through our collection. Mm. This is like a renewal of our podcast vows right now. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Um, great. Great. Do we have any topics at the top? Not really. I don't have anything specific. <laughs> Um, I was just thinking, it's been a while, so I was just thinking about what we watched in the interim. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, screener season, screener lots of, season. uh, although as I think I talked about last time, like they are going mostly digital now, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of apps and stuff, which is very, you know, very convenient. But we got a good little push there at the end. Yeah, Kind exactly. of after you talked about it, we got a few good ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, the point of that is not to just complain about screeners, but just to say that we, <laughs> Again. we have gotten to watch some of the awards consideration movies, which is good, but we haven't watched a lot of them. I know. What um, have we been doing? I don't know. Uh, I mean, we've been managing, uh, like, it, it feels like we've been very busy. It does, <laughs> but, but just I'm with not like, quite sure with what. I mean, the holidays were busy even, I mean, there's been a lot of like, oh, someone in our kid's class tested positive, like, you know, cases yeah. are astronomical right now, especially in our state, especially in our county. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of... Uh, managing, you know, about like, hey, let's track down some tests. Hey, I got to take her to the abandoned Kmart to <laughs> have her spit in a tube so that she can go back to school in person. Should we even send her to school in person? Right. Is this, it's, we're back to doing virtual school with both of them for a little while. A little bit, then, yeah. you know, it's like, it's insane. It's insane. Movies. <laughs> let's 
talk them. <laughs> Let's talk the movies. No, but uh, but yeah, it's been a like it's fine. I true. I no, but like I true. I can't emphasize enough how like actually fine everything is. But yeah, we're very lucky, right? But it it, it has just like recently felt like we're just really busy and very like bogged down and when it comes to like okay we have the moment the kids are in bed the day is over what are we gonna watch and i'm like i just want to watch reruns of teen mom that's all that my brain can handle at the moment yeah (laughs) so i think that's true i think that's you know there's a an exhaustion yeah um we're about to hit two years of this Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh that's coming up real quick yeah all of this to say if you are also feeling overwhelmed and tired, <laughs> you're not alone. We are right there with you. And yep. hopefully you can spend the next hour plus being distracted by it. Because we're about to talk some movies. We got a lot to say. We got a lot of notes this time. Yes. Two kind of powerhouse movies. I'm yeah. excited to talk about them. Great. I'm excited. Great. Thanks um, for keeping us back on the rails. I mean, I'm trying, you yeah. know. But uh, so we, we, did, we did do a thing amongst all of the other busy things. This week, we did do a thing. Do you know what it was? You're going to tell me. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. We watched two movies. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, This week, we watched The Social Network from 2010 and uh, Prisoners from (laughs) 2013. I'm like, you have to remember that we watched that. We just stopped. (laughs) We just just finished finished it it about five minutes ago. So. (laughs) Oh, man. Um. We did just finish Prisoners, but you know what? We're going to kick it off with The Social Network. Sochinets, we call it. From 2010, directed by The Finch, David Fincher. Uh, Our IMDb summary is... I did not approve uh, The Finch. I don't need your approval. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) IMDb summary is, as Harvard student Mark Zuckerberg, know him, creates a social networking site that will become known as Facebook, he is sued by the twins who claimed he stole their idea and by the co-founder, who was later squeezed out of the business. Sure. Yeah. Great. Um, It's... The social network. You've heard of the social network. You've heard of Facebook or <laughs> the Facebook as it started out as, right. which I, it just well, makes me giggle a little bit every time I watch this movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, remember it was the Facebook? I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. Um, because I, I mean, Facebook, not to get immediately derailed, but I remember so vividly when Facebook came to Penn State. Yeah. Um, we were... We were like not far, far down on the list, but we were one of because eventually it got to a point where it was just like anybody can be on Facebook. Yeah, that's when uh, SUNY purchase yeah. was allowed on, <laughs> on the exclusive site. <laughs> but I remember signing up for Facebook because it was you know the thing you had. To, I was in college, so it was exactly I, it was for me. Yeah, um, and yeah, you know, it's crazy that we were uh, just. We were the generation that was in college at the exact moment that Facebook hit. Yeah, which was it was in, it, it was invented for colleges. It was so yeah yeah yeah, um, so yeah so near and dear very nostalgic this movie <laughs> sure um, uh, my memory with this movie starting off uh-huh. is I remember the exact uh, exactly where I was and exactly like how it felt. To watch the trailer for this movie when it came out. Really? I don't remember the trailer. The trailer is like, I remember 
it so vividly because it's a great trailer and it has a children's chorus singing creep. Oh, yes. Over it. Which is like, you must have heard. It's so good. That version is so good. It's such a good version. And also it just gave birth. I mean, that's what every trailer has been now for 10, over 10 years. Not every trailer, but like that's such a trope in trailers is a song you know, but done slower and sometimes menacing, sometimes just, just kind of creepier. Yeah, just creepier or whatever. Um, but that was the first time that happened, and I had never heard that version of Creep, and mm-hmm. it's such a great... I mean, I love the song Creep, and then to hear that, like, and the marriage of that song and this subject matter and Jesse Eisenberg's dumb little face and you right. know, you're just like... I just remember where I was when I watched that trial. I was in I was in the Onion Writers room mm-hmm. for one of the shows, one of the IFC shows. Yeah, and we all just like watched it, and we were just like, "Well, that looks like the best movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> life." And so it just of uh, you know, there's very few trailers that I remember watching, you know, mm-hmm. but that's one of them. Yeah. So you've got. Uh, like you said, Jesse Eisenberg. You've yeah. got Andrew Garfield. Yeah, um, and we're in the middle of a Garfield assance. We really are with uh, um, Tick Tick Boom, and uh, I, I, I no spoilers. I believe he's in another big movie. Big movie that we have not been able to see because of Omicron. Right? Um, yeah, yeah, and and he he's yeah he's crushing it right now. Um, uh, what is it? Dinosaur Joe, Dino Joe. Joseph Mazzello, yeah, mm-hmm. Jurassic Joe. Jurassic Joe. Yeah. I was like, it's not, it's something clever, but yeah, he's not. in there. Um, you've got two army, army's hammer. Yeah, you've got um, Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake, star oh, of. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what was that movie called? Friends with Benefits. <laughs> like, we just covered that. And what's her face? Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Yes. Is, has a has a small role in this as well. Tis a who's who. Yeah, it's a real. It's really uh, jam packed with a lot of people that you've heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is it's the story of how Facebook came about essentially. Right. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, one of the trivia's that I read was that at first Zuckerberg was not going to see it, but then he, his whole staff went to see it for some anniversary or something, okay. and. He, it, it was like, he was quoted as, oh, I enjoyed it, even though, like, it wasn't true. And I right. was like, sure. Well, here's, here's <laughs> the thing about that, is that, sure. in my understanding, and I could be wrong about this, is that, like, broad strokes legal-wise, mm-hmm. it's probably mostly true. Yeah. You know, he was sued by the Winklevoss twins and... The Winklevi. Right, exactly. <laughs> and all these things happened, mm-hmm. but this idea that he did it to, uh, you know, the, the, the character stuff that Aaron Sorkin puts in there mm-hmm. of, oh, he's just bitter about girls, about Rooney Mars. Like, Rooney yeah. Mara is an invented character. Yeah. And I think that that's the stuff that is, like, full Not invention. True. Yeah. Is, because he, um, uh, his wife was his girlfriend at the time. Right. And has been, was his girlfriend for the entire time. Yeah. So I think... And that doesn't mean what's interesting about that, and we're we're already off to the race, off to the analysis races on DVD Deathmatch. <laughs> oh my god, such cut it anyway. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting about that is that I think that that's is that it doesn't bother me. Essentially, yeah. is yeah. what I is no, what absolutely. I, like, well, because it's not a documentary, right? It's not. It's a. It's a. It, like, 
I'm trying to think. What's the example of? There was an example. There was a movie. I'll think of it later, and I'll be mad that I didn't say it. But there's a movie where people were like really mad that it wasn't all true, and I was like, well, what? Uh, what do you expect? Like the, the these are it's oh, not know, a documentary. I know what you're talking about. Give me a second. I'm sorry. Give me a second. You are gonna have to make an edit. <laughs> Listen, if we think of <laughs> it, I'll insert it here. God damn it! <laughs> anyway, this this debate happens frequently. It's actually happening mm. right now with another Aaron Sorkin movie, which is Being the Ricardos, which mm. I'm not gonna watch. It doesn't look interesting to me. Whatever. Oh really? I gotta <laughs> watch it. Um, but. Well, I just, it's like Aaron Sorkin love hate relations. I was going to say, I'm really interested to talk about Sorkin because, so uh, just to not actually bring it back, but I, we have to talk about this opening scene. Let me finish the thought about about being Ricardo's real quick is that people are right now mad that uh, they're like, oh, well, Lucy says things in the movie that are like now speak. Like Mm. she says to Ricky at one point or someone. Um, you're gaslighting me and, oh, okay. and things like that. And people are very, there's like a lot of online, you got to get off social media. And, uh, you got to get off Twitter. Right, exactly. Um, uh, that's one social network. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but that people are mad on social media that's just saying like, that's not how people talked. He's injecting all this now speak into it. And it's like people say, and I understand that. It does mm-hmm. sound annoying. That would annoy me. Mm-hmm. But also, like, these are not documentaries. And, like, Aaron Sorkin is going write, to write what... Right. Like, when you find out that Aaron Sorkin has written it, you know what you're in for. Right. You're in for, and like, a treatise. Yes, on, And exactly. a lot of wordplay. And a lot exactly. of fast-talking. And a lot yes. of verbal gymnastics. Anyway, mm-hmm. your thoughts. So, yeah. So, the, we, we have to talk about this opening scene. So, uh, the movie... Like, as you said, off to the races, it like doesn't even roll credits. And it's just the two of them, uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Rooney Mara in a bar, um, kind of having their breakup scene, which you obviously don't know going into it, but it's just, it is for me, perfection. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's interesting. Like it's just, it does everything that I want it to do. One, if you didn't know that this was Sorkin, now you do. Right. Because they are talking a mile a minute. And there was another thing that I saw where it was like, uh, the script was 170 pages or something. And, um, isn't it like, uh, in general, like very generalized, like whatever, however many pages it is, is how many minutes it's going to be with the yeah. script. Generally. That's like a, a very, yeah. 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 Um, so it was 170 pages and one of the producers or the director, probably one of the producers, the director, I don't think it would care, but said it has to be under two hours. Yeah. But Sorkin didn't want to cut any of it. Right. So he said, talk fast. Right. And that was the answer. So that first scene, not only it it starts immediately and they are a mile a minute at each other, but it works so well. So, so from a like writing perspective, I, I like Sorkin. I like Mm -hmm. his writing. So just like in general, I don't super know what I'm talking about when it comes to like writing stuff, but like (laughs) that, no, but you know what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying? Um, from an acting perspective, Holy shit, that would be so much fun because there's no way that you can start rehearsing this at that speed. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, you have to do the work because both of them are good actors. Right. um, And they have so clearly done the work of 
the beats and where does it turn and where does he realize that what she's actually saying and where does she realize that like, holy shit, you are a dick. Right, exactly. I'm um, like, oh, you're breaking up with me. Right, like, like where does stuff. she make the decision to break up with him? Because yeah. I don't think she went there thinking, anyway. It's funny, and, you can, while you're watching the scene, feel the like, the noted script page a little yeah. bit. And I don't mean that as a criticism. It's fun to watch. Right, but it's just, and it's just this like, freight train and it's just very cool to watch um, and, and from an acting perspective to go from speaking at a normal pace and like having your moments and so a lot of a lot of acting or I think a lot of what people think are acting are kind of these breaths and these moments and having that second to let something sink in and subtext and blah 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 blah. and you don't fucking have time for that in this scene so to watch them craft this beautiful scene that sets the table for this entire movie right right off the bat and do it masterfully at that speed is just very cool to watch right right very cool to watch and it looks great yeah, it does look great. It has that Fincher look of, I don't know, I, it's like I, the Fincher yellow. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, yeah. but everything's yellow in a, in a like, <laughs> I don't know. What have we talked, we did, we did Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. Did we do Fight Club? Yeah. Is that right? Yep, yep. Um, we haven't done Zodiac yet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, we're going to get to Zodiac. <laughs> um, a couple things. So, we haven't really talked about, like, very quick on the plot. Mm. It's Mark Zuckerberg is a college student. He uh, is played by Jesse Eisenberg. He starts by inventing a like hot or not clone. Yeah, for, remember hot or not? Remember, oh I was that, that's literally <laughs> one of my notes. Remember hot or not? I remember that shit. Oof. Um, just in case you don't remember what hot or not was, it was literally just a website with pictures of people, and you would just say whether you thought they were hot or not. Right. You would, and you, like everyone would get a rating uh, then. from one to ten. Right. Yeah. But then, but one to ten based on how many people said you were hot or not. Right. And like it was like, oh, have you uploaded your picture to hot or not? Right. Um, no, I did not. Because my <laughs> self-esteem could not handle that. Right, right. <laughs> but so he invents this hot or not clone in his dorm, gets some attention, gets recruited by these these like um elite Harvard students. He's very much portrayed as like uh, having a lot of class resentment, but he re- gets recruited by these elite Harvard students, the Winklevoss mm-hmm. twins to work on a website with them. Then he goes and invents his own website, Facebook heard of it with his friend Eduardo, mm-hmm. which is very similar to this thing that he got recruited. So then you're in these like multiple timelines of different deposition hearings. That's yeah. kind of like a framing device, which is used. And then it's about um, him fighting with the Winklevoss twins. And then, Eventually, his falling out with Eduardo once he gets kind of uh, uh, seduced by Silicon Valley money in the form of Justin Timberlake, who plays Sean Parker, the inventor of Napster. Yes. And so that's a very (laughs) quick kind of rundown of it. But it is um, a couple things. In terms of the DVD itself. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I've purchased lots of DVDs since... I was like, yes, that's the point. But in my brain, there's something about the social network on DVD. Mm -hmm. Like I remember buying it Mm -hmm. at a Best Buy. Okay. And I remember thinking, feeling like, oh, it feels like the age of buying every movie Mm -hmm. on DVD is over. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And we were done with like that thing of just like, adding every movie to the collection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. or like, because, you know, we're, oh, we're whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But, and also it was like just as Blu-ray was starting. Mm. And I was like, yeah, but let me grab the social network. That's a good one. And this has like lots of supplements and stuff. And so in my brain, even though it's not, it feels like the last DVD. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it feels like, like if like for me, if Austin Powers is the first DVD, which Uh it was for me, Uh the social network feel like it feels like a bookend to that. Okay. To that age. All right. So that's like a weird thing that I have with this. <laughs> I will also say... Yes. So the score is by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Mm-hmm. And it is, without a doubt, the piece of music I have listened to the most in my life. <laughs> is it on your Spotify wrapped? It must be. <laughs> because, But it's not because I own it and I just listen to the yeah. MP3s or whatever. Yeah. But... And it's not, I mean, I do love it. I think it's great, but I just put it on as writing music mm-hmm. whenever. And like, then now it's like, I have a playlist of almost all the Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross scores that serves as, serves that purpose because they are just like the perfect mix of like propulsive and just like tonal and there's still, it's not like ambient sound because it is have, does have melody and stuff, but it's all, it's getting there. Yeah. I don't know. So I feel like this and, but then, you know, the score in the, as it works in the movie is like perfect. Yeah. And great. Anyway, I just had to call that out because it is like. You love it. I love it, but it's all, it also, it's also like the background to my brain at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, those are two quick thoughts. On love the social that. network as we make our way through. I love that. Um, uh, you've got some really cool special effects happening with the Winklevi. Yeah. So these the twins, the Winklevoss twins, are played, both played by Army Hammer. But then also, there's another guy. What's his name? Was it Scott Pence or something like that? Yeah, something Was it Mike like that. Pence? Was it Mike Vice, Pence? Oh, my yeah, God. Vice President Mike, Josh Pence, sorry. Josh Pence. Um, <laughs> who was... Uh, he's credited as the other Winklevoss twin. Yeah. Um, and he, it's, it's hard to say that he was a stand in cause he did so much more than that. Right. But so anytime there was a shot of the two of them, that was one of them, their back was turned or the two of them from the back, he was the other twin. Yeah. Um, and then there's some like, there's definitely some like digital stitching onto his face of Army Hammer's face onto his face. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then also there's some just straight duplicating Army Hammer, I think. Oh, okay. I see. I might be wrong. No, no, no. I, I, I have no idea. Um, but, but the, the point being that like, it looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> like it, funny. it just looks like to, they did such a good job, not only with the like, computer of it yeah but also of creating two separate people who are twins if yeah. that makes sense yeah like they had different hairstyles and army hammer does a really great job of of portraying two different people yeah. um now you love army hammer and you think that he's <laughs> had a, had a, he's, you're like part of the free army movement right yeah like, totally you're in the army army i'm in the army army <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, no, no, no. Just kidding. Absolutely obviously. not. He, Look, yeah. <laughs> he has, has allegedly done some really horrible, horrible things. Mm-hmm. He has 
definitely said, uh, not allegedly, absolutely said some horrible, horrible things. But he's great in the social network. Um, if you want to learn more about it, I believe uh, a podcast I listen to called True Crime and Cocktails, which is great, uh, did a whole episode on him and his family because it's pretty wackadoo. It's not <laughs> just Army Hammer. Sure. Um, but but anyway, he does do a really good job in this film. He's great. He's great in this yeah. movie. Like, you know, whatever. He's really great and uh, in the movie. And uh, <laughs> I remember seeing the movie and not, and you know, I didn't know him at the time. I think this was his, his breakout role. Yeah. And finding out after that there were that it wasn't two that it people. wasn't two people yeah. and being shocked yeah and now I think you go back and you're like oh okay I guess I can see some of the digital stitching happening and there's definitely like we were watching it and I was like oh you can see the his, when, the side of Josh's face yeah here. exactly yeah. there's like you know when you're looking for it hard but that's only when you're looking for it I think when you know um, yeah. yeah and um, David oh sorry off the special effects thing David mm-hmm. Fincher also does a, the thing that he loves to do mm-hmm. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> which I think has, which I think everyone does now, but it, at the time it was w- wild. And I remember this from Zodiac being even crazier mm. was, um, you know, replacing the sky. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I mean? Especially like, I always think of it when Mark Zuckerberg is running through the campus in the beginning. Yeah. In his shorts and like yeah. flip flops. And, and it's like, Oh, that's not the, the, snow. the real sky. And, yeah. But they, he like, goes in and digitally adds like uh like a purple gradient to it or something to make it more i don't know lifelike in a weird way that it, yeah. i don't know it, it, it sometimes i find it distracting sometimes i really like it but the point is and i think this is true from fight club you know from alien 3 on is mm. that david fincher like loves to use special effects loves special effects um but in a way that is not like explosions and yeah, you know, sp- like sprinkles on a cupcake. Right, exactly. Like he loves to do crazy shit with special effects, but all in the service of the story. Kind mm. of that's his. Thing. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. We definitely have to talk about uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, who, who looks like a literal baby in this <laughs> film. It's adorable, um, and he's just he's so good. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg is really great. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Incredible. He's an incredible actor. I oh, like, yeah. love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I I yeah. He's just he's he's so good. It's not it it feels effortless. Yeah. In a way that's really lovely. Um and that's not to say that I think that he's an asshole, but No, no, no. <laughs> but this and and uh this performance reminds me a little bit of uh Squid and the Whale. Yeah. But it's also oh, so different. Yeah. But it's that's the same like that kid possibly grew up to be Mark Zuckerberg, the right. kid from Squid and the Whale. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but it's not the same performance at all, but it's just like, oh, yeah, like, you're so good at this. Um, but Andrew Garfield is just... What am I trying to say? I, besides, I really like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> That's a he's, valid thing. He's just so, like... In it the whole time. Yeah. And I think I read something that said he originally um, auditioned for Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. And then, and they were basically like, oh, you're not right for Zuckerberg, but like, yeah. do this guy instead. And he said it really helped him because he felt like his character was so much about understanding where 
Zuckerberg was coming from. Yeah. Um, so because he like knew the part and had prepared that part and then it was like, Oh, do this instead. Yeah. He felt really prepared to go into it from that perspective. And I think you can see that and you can feel it and it works really well. It's heartbreaking when, uh, Zuckerberg basically, you know, spoiler alert, but, uh, Zuckerberg basically weasels him out of the company. Right. Betrays him. Yeah. Um, after, as you said, he's wooed to Los Angeles. Right by Napster. Um, and that scene, the like climactic scene where Eduardo goes in to, and he thinks it's like, Oh, we're hitting a million yeah, yeah, yeah. subscribers. It's not subscribers, right. but a million people were having this big party, like this, some other company invested in the company. So yeah, we're like, we got like this VC this, funding and yeah. we're, we're all going to. So he's like flown out to Los Angeles, like ready to sign contracts with his new shares. And he finds out that they've like reduced his share to like two point two 0.2% yeah, or something. Diluted insane. his shares. Right. Yeah. Um, and he confronts Zuckerberg and it's just so it's like, like heart racing. Yeah. Like it's like adrenaline rush the way that he, it's just so good. Right. And it's a <laughs> testament to the movie because who the fuck cares? Right. Like who, who cares? Who the fuck cares? Yeah. You, like, and then I think that's what has always been true about this movie. And I think if you remember, I, I mean, I had to be reminded of this looking stuff up, but the reaction to it at the time was like, really a movie about Facebook? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who cares or whatever. And then you watch it and you're like, yeah, this is what drama is, man. It's just yeah, you like made me care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, making me care about this shit. And it's so funny too, because I really do feel like this. So uh, when I remember seeing the movie being like, that was great. Mm-hmm. And in the years after being kind of like, well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, like, you know, just being like, well, it's really like, is it, is it bad that all that shit is just made up? And you know, is it, is it like dismissive? Like all the women characters are dumb and you know what I mean? Like, like, like kind of like souring on the movie a little. And are they like, dumb? Well, no, I don't think so. I don't think oh. Mara is, but, but the, um, the Andrew Garfield has a girlfriend who's like, just, I'm crazy. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. it's it, because it's a movie about a guy, a nerd who's obsessed with girls and the face mash stuff and all this stuff. You know, it's that same thing. We always, we're, we're we always talk about, which is like showing some, showing people be shitty on screen does not necessarily mean that the movie endorses that. Although, you know, that blah, 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 <laughs> but who the fuck cares? Shut up, Mike. Shut <laughs> up, Mike. But I think watching it now, I'm like, no, I mean, even if not everything works for me, although most of it does work for me, mm-hmm. um, this movie gave birth to so much and so many imitators that have never gotten it right. Okay. Like, I really feel like we are in an age <laughs> where there's, like, everyone's chasing the social network still. And by that, I mean, there's so many, like, docudramas about, like, there's, I think there's, like, two or maybe three limited series about uh, fucking Elizabeth Holmes coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And there, we just saw the preview for the Uber one. Yeah. And it's, like, they... There's more examples than that, but um, but I feel like everyone's chasing the docudrama thing. Whereas, like, um, when the Social Network came out, it was like, really, we're making a movie about this. This just happened, right? 
And that's not a consideration at all anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, Brendan Gleeson is playing Trump in the Comey rule. And it's like, <laughs> we're still in the Trump administration. Like, what, <laughs> what, what, how, how are you going to, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I feel like this movie did it right. And because it, because it was more concerned about being like, uh, an interesting movie with interesting characters than getting everything exactly true. Yeah. Um, so it made it, they made a good movie. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's still chasing that high. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that anyone has quite gotten there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I, I, that was a real ramble. It was great. Great. A great, a great ramp. I loved it. Um, Justin Timberlake is really good too. Um, this is, this is his first, right? His first kind of like acting gig that was big. I think so. Yeah. Am I wrong? I'm trying to think now. I think you're right. I'm like, no, I think you're right. What? I had a very stupid thought. What was it? I was like, was he was in from Justin to Kelly. And I was like, no, that's <laughs> no, not him. No, he really wasn't. That's not him. It's not him. That's not him at all. Um, um, yeah, which is, you know, I, it, I think, I think it's his first kind of post-boy band. Yeah. Um, you know, real recognizable acting gig. Um, he's, and he's good. He's really good and really well cast. That's yeah. like a really perfect piece of casting. Yeah. Is put a pop star in that role yeah of like a guy who just who like the, a nerd is gonna be like yes this guy is cool this guy is cool um even though he's also a nerd which is really lovely yeah. that that climactic scene um there's this really great point where where uh justin timberlake's character is kind of trying to be sassy and mean to Andrew Garfield's character and like, Oh, here's the like 10,000 or whatever, like oh, yeah. check. And then Eduardo moves in to hit him. Yeah. And Justin Timberlake like is terrified yeah. and it's just like, it's beautiful. Exactly. It's just, it's so great. Um, uh, and really shows what a nerd he is. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, uh, it's just such a like watchable movie, mm. and I, you know I think also off of the like is it all true is it not all true conversation. It's a I don't know if it's all true. It felt very true to his character at the time, mm. and I think that it's a. I mean I, I know that all the girl stuff is just made up to give him kind of this a driving uh, force, this driving force, this yeah. this wound at the at the center of everything, right? But. Although it's a real so, uh, no, no, was, go ahead. no, I was just going to say, sorry to interrupt you, but no. if I were Mark Zuckerberg, I would almost want that to be true. At least there's a reason why you're a fucking dick. Definitely. No, that's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm, I'm oh, going to say. No, 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 don't be sorry. Is that like, it's all, it's pretty kind to him yeah. to just be, to give him this reason. Whereas the Mark Zuckerberg we actually have <laughs> is like way more terrifying. Yeah. Because he's just a true believer and. A guy, one of the richest people in the world, and is surrounded by people who are telling him yes. Yeah. He will not step down from this, um, yeah, I think evil company that he's created. Right. For inventing a social networking site. Right. Now listen. Now listen. You changed the landscape of the internet. You absolutely fucking did. You can have that feather in your cap. Like, Facebook is, like, the social network that made it happen and put us where we are today. Are you proud of that though? (laughs) Well, I mean, Facebook specifically, it's, you know, 
what did it do? What does it do to people's brains? What did it do to the election? There's a yeah. fucking genocide in Myanmar that they say it was people were spreading disinformation on Facebook and it goes unchecked. Yeah. And, you know, they, they tweak the algorithm and they can make everyone's ants insane. Right. With QAnon shit. Like, I know that's an oversimplification, but like, that's what, that's what he hath wrought. And he, in the, it's also a real testament, I think, to Mark Zuckerberg's like PR and media coaching strategy that the Mark Zuckerberg who's in this movie is now unrecognizable. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the Mark Zuckerberg we have is, is like, I, you know, he gets called an alien, a robot, like all these things because he's just kind of shut down, shut down, dead eyed, like true believer. Right. Well, the Mark Zuckerberg in the movie, I have this note written down where I was like, can you imagine a world in which Mark Zuckerberg doesn't want to monetize Facebook? Right. Cause that's a huge thing in the right. movie in the beginning where Andrew Garfield's character is like, we need to get advertisers. And, uh, just Yasmer, Mark Zuckerberg was like, is like, uh, no, I don't want to do that yet. It makes it not cool. Right. And then Napster guy agrees with him, and it's a it's the start of the turmoil that starts separating Zuckerberg and Eduardo. And I like literally watching it I was just like, can you even imagine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also think the movie it's um it it's an interesting uh the the thing at the core of it that I think is really interesting that makes it so watchable is like that it's about what is an idea and what is stealing an idea, mm. which I think is such an interesting conversation. Yeah. And especially for like anyone in a creative field, I mean, anyone in any field really, mm -hmm. but it's like, uh, you know, I mean, what do you think? Do you think, did he steal the idea from the Winklevoss twins? Cause it's not clear. I think, I think he did, but I also think it doesn't matter. I think that he's, uh, I think he did steal the idea, but I think that he's right because he got there first. Yeah. that Like, that's what I think. Like, I just, you know what I mean? It's the same thing with, like, um, uh, script ideas or, like, yeah. The Wild Party, which is a musical based on a poem. Right. Two of them came out in the same year. Right. And one of them is more popular than the other one. Neither one of them is hugely popular. Right. But one is more popular than the other one, and it's literally just, like, there's not an actual rhyme or reason for that. And, but one, the one that's less popular can't claim that the other one stole something from them. Right. I mean, especially because it's based on a poem, but it's just like exactly what you're saying. It's so complicated, but I also fully believe that it's, it's who got there first, who got there first. Well, it's also execution. Like it's right. what Mark Zuckerberg, it, Mark Zuckerberg, it's what Aaron Sorkin fucking says in the movie. Right. Which exactly. Is if you, if you'd invented Facebook, you would, you would have invented, invented Facebook. Facebook. Exactly. Exactly. If you, were, if you were the inventor of, I don't know the exact line. I yeah. Have, but, but it's also, it's interesting. He does say you would have invented Facebook. <laughs> um, Which is true. I mean, yeah. that's, it's like. It doesn't feel good. And I want to live in a world where it's like, oh no, I'm not going to steal your idea. Right. But we don't live in that world. So. Right. But it's different. It's like, there's, there's a difference between, there, there's a line. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Did I, do you, does someone steal an exact exact wording or um is the idea unique in mm. a way that can be stolen yeah whereas 
and I like that the movie leaves it kind of unclear and it's so interesting that it's Aaron Sorkin because uh, of, you know, that you were talking about the two versions of the wild party, like mm-hmm. 30 rock and studio 60 on the sunset strip came out in the same exact year. Yeah. They are about the exact same thing. They mm-hmm. could not be more different. Right. The idea though is the same. There's no, I mean, in creatively like, and I think everybody knows this, like, like I'm not, I wish more people knew it, but like an idea is nothing. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I wish it were, it's kind of what you were just saying. Like, I wish it were something, but an idea is nothing. It's, it's nothing. What is something is execution, is doing the hard work to make the idea real, is luck or yeah. privilege or being in the right place at the right time. Right, and who you have helping you. Because, right, exactly. And again, I don't know if this is actually true or whatever, but there's a whole thing where, uh, in the movie, where Mark Zuckerberg has this idea for Facebook, has the idea for the layout and what should be included on it, and then he needs an algorithm from Eduardo. Right. So he didn't even really do the whole thing. Right. And if he didn't have Eduardo, it wouldn't have worked. Right. So it, he lucked out in that sense. And, and yeah, it's just, you know, the best that the Winklevi can hope for is he has to pay them money, but that's right. not what they want. Right. Exactly. What you want is your idea back. And right. that's, it's too late for that. Right. And if the, it's like also the, the thing that the movie's tackling is like, well, if they had, if he had not stolen their idea and they just made Harvard connection, which was their version of it. Right. It wouldn't have been successful. Right. And it, so it would, it's not the same idea. Yeah. But maybe it would have been successful. Maybe we'd all be on Harvard connection right now. Maybe. Uh, maybe I would have quit Harvard connection two years ago because it was getting uh, <laughs> too bad for my mental health. So, um, uh, but probably not. Yeah. You know? Anyway, it's just like, I find that, that thinking about that shit so interesting. And I think like, it's a real, um, it's just an interesting, uh, thing for any creative person to, to kind of realize is like, oh, your idea means nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Palm Springs came out last year and, it, and Edge of Tomorrow came out 10 years ago and they're both the exact same idea as Groundhog Day, mm. but they're completely different executions and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, uh, why? Sorry. Why are you apologizing? Because I'm talking. No one... Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to need you to examine that within yourself. Great. Let's examine. Time. Um, great. Uh, well, we've been talking for 43 minutes about the social network. So I should, could go for 43 more. We should probably move on. But uh, Oh, before before we move on. Yes. Oh, did you have a before No, we move on? I was going to try and shut it down. Nope, go ahead. Nope, nope. There's a scene. <laughs> we talked about uh, David Fincher's love for CGI, mm-hmm. for digital effects, mm-hmm. but using them in a subtle, effective, sometimes way. invisible way. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. There's a scene that has the worst CGI breath oh, no. I've ever seen in my life. And it's so distracting. <laughs> it's after, uh, it's after Zuckerberg and Eduardo attend this, uh, the Jewish fraternity party. Yeah. And they're outside and they're talking about whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they, it's so cold and the, the breath, it's like coming out in just waves. It just never stops this CGI. Right. It's as if they're both going the whole time. Endlessly. Yeah. But they're not, they're just talking. Right. Like, you know, when it's cold outside and you want to see your breath and you go, 
and it's like big puff of smoke. <laughs> That's what it's like every time they open their mouth right. to speak. And sometimes when they're not opening their mouth. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, if it was super cold when you talked, you would have little wisps of right. vapor coming out. But it wouldn't be like a stream of like like a train whistle. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. All right. Sorry. No, I was just going to, I was going to say net net social network. Great film. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. It's really lovely. Superb acting. Really great writing. Looks nice. It's There's something very calming about it, except for that one scene, the climactic scene. Yeah, that heart racing scene. Where you're scene. like, <gasps> but the rest of it, for me anyway, is very like, oh, because I'm just watching a good movie. Exactly, because it's so well put together. And it's handled, like, yeah. It's like the everyone's top of their game. Like, it's just... You're, it's a it's a real movie movie. I'm also just so glad it's a movie and not a limited series. Yeah, because it would be today. It would be ten episodes, mm-hmm. and you'd get the flashback episode of Mark Zuckerberg in eighth grade as a and, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. Um. Okay. Is it available? It's on Netflix. Netflix. The social network is on the Netflix. That's true. Um. So go watch it. Uh. Hey. Another question for you. What's the connection? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Well, when I did some research, I found that there's a guy (laughs) who is uncredited in both Prisoners and The Social Network. (laughs) um, Because he's clearly like a guy who does background work and makes sure that every time he does it, he gets credited on IMDb. I love that. And his name is Arnold Monty. (laughs) And he's in both The Social Network and Prisoners, apparently. Wow. But if you're not... Hey, Arnold Monty, shout out. Um, But also Jake Gyllenhaal, who's in Prisoners, and Army Hammer, who's in The Social Network, were both in Nocturnal Animals. I remember that movie being traumatizing. Yeah. I don't remember That's much about it. That's all I remember it. about it. I remember it there's, like traumatizing. A, there's like a story within the movie. Like yeah. Like a story within a story it's like Because it's like a writer. Like Amy Adams is a writer. We're not here to talk about nocturnal animals. No, and we never will be. We're not. Let's move on. Let's move on. Our next movie is Prisoners from 2013, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Wow, he delivered, folks. He Which, said he would learn how to say it, and he did. He did. He really did. Hold on. Let me find the... Pronunciation. Yeah. Here. I had, a, I, had a, I had help. I had a coach. Denis Villeneuve. Thank Villeneuve. you. Thank you, Google. Denis Villeneuve. Prisoners, directed by... Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> um, from 2013... The IMDb summary is, when Keller Dover's daughter and her friend go missing, he takes matters into his own hands as the police pursue multiple leads and the pressure mounts. That's true. Yeah, it's true. These are some good IMDb summaries today. They are. I gotta say. Yeah. Hey, shout out. Prisoners. Prisoners. Another jam-packed with stars film. Jam-packed with stars. So you've got Hugh Jackman plays the father. Keller Dover. Keller Dover. Uh... Jake Gyllenhaal is the detective helping him try to find his daughter and the neighbor's daughter mm-hmm. uh, who go missing. Mm-hmm. He's Detective Loki. Yeah. Just like. Well, and then I saw on IMDb trivia. And then I saw on IMDb trivia. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, 
And then I saw on IMDb trivia that um, there's some story with Loki. There's a myth with Loki and to, yeah. and tr- protecting the children or something. I assumed. I mean, you don't. It's like, first of all, it's like <laughs> it's like naming like it's like naming your. It's so such an obvious piece of illusion <laughs> that it's, it's it's like oh I'm Detective Jesus. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, okay, great. Um, and also Loki now is such a, uh, corporate character yeah. that it's like be, being like, yeah, like greetings, I'm detective Shrek or something. It's, <laughs> like, it's just such a distracting piece of character naming. It is. Anyway, for multiple <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Detective Loki, get out of here. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, Terrence Howard is the other father. Uh, Maria Bello is Hugh Jackman's wife. Viola Davis mm-hmm. is the uh, neighbor's mother. Yeah. So, and then you've got um, Paul Dano plays yes. the main suspect. So, the plot loosely, very quickly, mm-hmm. it's Thanksgiving. Hugh Jackman, Maria Bello, they get together with their neighbors, Terrence Howard and Viola Davis, for like some fun Thanksgiving times. Mm-hmm. The girls are playing. Um, these they both have like I'd say about six, right? These girls, yeah, six, about six ish is a good, yeah. These two six-year-old girls are playing, um, and then slowly the family realizes, like, hey, where did they go? And they're just missing. And then it's a hunt for them, and then, so that's when Detective Loki gets involved, Detective Shrek gets involved, (laughs) and um, very quickly there's a suspect, uh, this guy, Paul Dano, who has the intelligence of a 10-year-old, who was hanging around the house in in a camper van. They find the camper van. And the plot is just that, like, they can't hold this guy, even though he's... Because there's no evidence. There's no evidence, even though he's very suspicious. And Hugh Jackman becomes convinced that Paul Dano's character, uh, who's named Alex Jones, which is interesting because that's a, that's a name that has a lot of... Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, Alex Jones, the, the conspiracy theory guy uh, who uh, said that all the people at uh, Newtown or crisis actors. Anyway, regardless. Wow. Um, Strangely, I did not commit that person's uh, name to my memory. So, well, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was big late night fodder for a while. So yeah. that's why I know. But anyway, so uh, Hugh Jackman's character becomes convinced that Paul Dano's character knows where the girls are. Mm-hmm. The police can't hold Paul Dano's character. So Hugh Jackman takes the law into his own hands and imprisons Paul Dano's character yeah. and commits kind of uh, tortures him. Yeah. Let's leave it there. Cause right. I really don't want to spoil. A, no, we're not going to this film because, uh, I, you know, spoiler alert, definitely recommend, although I will say it is, and I, we've said this before, it is a tough watch, especially if you have children. Although even if you don't have kids, it's just, uh, devastating to watch. Um, the moment, the thing, the thing that's very uh, cool and very terrifying about this film yeah. is that, much like in the Social Network, where it immediately you know the film that you're in. Here's yeah. the film. Here's the scene. It's lightning speed. Whatever. This one does the same kind of thing where it jam packs the world into ten minutes and then flips everything upside down and you spend the rest of the two and a half hours in this nightmare. Um, but you know exactly what these two families were 
yeah. and how, you know, they both have two kids. The kids are around the same ages. Um, they go over there for Thanksgiving. Like, it's just so yeah. well crafted. And you get a sense also from, like, the production design and the types of houses and the costumes and stuff that there's, like, a little bit of a class difference between these two yeah. families. And, you know, just, like, little stuff. And, the I mean, every... I mean, like, the performances are really good. So good. So good. I, 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 Hugh Jackman is so good. Hugh Jackman. But... We're going to talk about Hugh Jackman, <laughs> but I'm not done with my like intro. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no, no. Go, but we are going to talk about Hugh Jackman because what the heck. But I, just to, to wrap that up uh, very quickly. So you, they beautifully set this world. You know exactly where you are, what's happening. Um, and then they destroy it. And there's this moment where... Um, again, if you have kids or if you've ever been like watching a kid and they go missing or something, the moment where you don't know what's going on, where you can't find the kid, but you, your brain is not clicked over to they're missing. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, that feeling is so terrifying. Yeah. Especially for me, a little peek inside my brain, it takes a lot. So you're at the park. I'm very, I like to like let my kids go and play, you know what I mean? And like, let them be independent in that way. But several times there's the moment where you lose them. You don't know where you, you haven't seen them in two minutes. There's a playground near our house. That is the lines of sight. I have all those lines of sight committed to memory. Yeah. Like where to sit. Yeah. There's nowhere to sit in that park where you can see everywhere. Because it's vast. Yeah. Huge playground. Yeah. So just, but that moment of, of, I don't see them, but I'm not going to panic yet. Right. It's that keeping a lid on the panic. Right. It's, Horrible. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and, I know she's here somewhere. Right. I know she is. Right. But every but I don't see every her. millisecond that ticks by, you get closer and closer to I don't know that she's here. Right. Um, and that moment in the movie is so well done. Yeah, it's that, that they think they're hiding, they think they're at the other house, they run back, they're not here. What do you mean they're not here? Like it's just it's slow burn. It's slow burn, but but just it's so. What am I trying to say? The ramp is perfect. The angle of the ramp is perfect. Yeah. It's not. It's not where the girls. I don't know. Oh my god, they're missing. It's just. It's but it the it's that slow to oh fuck right exactly and it's just so well done yeah that is that, the end of my rant about the <laughs> setup of this film the first ten minutes of it no when I think <laughs> about this movie I think about those first ten minutes like yeah like that first sequence of just that slow burn of wait where are the girls wait did, did you you see didn't them? see them yeah, I thought they came down here yeah, yeah. exactly and, and that is. I mean, it's really well done. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about Hugh Jackman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he he's such a weird actor. <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving way. Because I feel like no matter what I'm watching him in, I'm always going, you're trying to tell me this is the guy that does this, right? So if I'm watching Wolverine, uh-huh. I'm going, you're trying to tell me... This is the guy who's in The Greatest Showman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, he's he's so, um, he's so good and diverse, 
But also every time they're like, oh, Hugh Jackman. I'm like, really? Sure. Like there's something about me that won't let me just like take it in that he's good. I'm like, really? You're going to give him that? And then I see it and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. (laughs) And this is no exception. He's great in this role. He's great. I think he's a little miscast. You do. But he's great. I, I like it's it's not and I think Jake Gyllenhaal's a little miscast too. And I think they're oh. I think they're both great. I really like watching them mm-hmm. and it's almost like I mean I don't think it's their fault. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like they're too um huge. As, like they're too big. They feel like movie stars and the movie is a it's rural Pennsylvania yeah. is where it takes place. Yeah. Um, and they both feel like big movie stars. Like I think did I think Jake Gyllenhaal's detective should be a little older, a little bit maybe. And I think that Hugh Jackman, like he's good. I don't know. I <laughs> I like I I even took a note where I was like Jake does have a weird PA look about him. He does. He looks like someone we went to high school with. Yeah, he does. And like me, remember Little Shop of Horrors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, and I, I don't know that I agree that that detective should be older. I think he has to be, because so much of uh, what he does parallels with what Hugh Jackman's character does mm-hmm. of just like loose cannon and yeah. not kind of not following the rules. And if you have this kind of old grizzled detective, it's like, well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't break into that house because he wanted to or he had a suspicion sure. or, you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman's fucking great. I don't know what the fuck I'm yeah. talking about. No, but he has that thing. It's that thing. It's, 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 you think about it and you're like, really? Hugh Jackman? But then you watch it and it's just like, yeah, you know Hugh what it Jackman. Is? You know what it is? Hmm. Hugh Jackman is too seems too uh, earnest and too much of a nice human, mm. and I don't know if that's true. He might be a fucking asshole. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. But this character has a an edge to him. Mm-hmm. Has a is a, is not a good person, right? I think, although right. that's you know something we could talk about. Yeah, I think that's the the question of the movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I think that like. It's it's tough for me to buy Hugh like I don't I didn't get enough darkness from him. So what do you think of his Wolverine? I mean that's I don't know he's fine I don't know. But you don't have the same problem with him portraying Wolverine. No, but that's also that that's been going on for almost as long as I've been alive. So <laughs> it feels like okay. I just like you get you're welcome to your opinion. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know who's great you did in this movie? Who? Is Terrence Howard. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here's okay. Okay. And Viola Davis, obviously. Yes. Viola Davis is underutilized. Underused. I wrote down more Viola, please. Yes. Um, I mean, honestly, both of the why it, it, the the movie turns into, and this lends a little bit to what you're talking about with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal being these huge stars. It really leans into the two of them. Yeah. But you've got this whole world and all of these characters and and uh, you've got a few different suspects that are all played by wonderful actors that I want to see more of. And you've got Hugh Jackman's wife, played by Maria Bella, who does an amazing job in the scenes that they let her be in. Yeah. Um, and same thing with Viola Davis and Terrence Howard. They kill it. Terrence Howard is the perfect 
uh, uh, antidote to Hugh Jackman's off the rails, but mm-hmm. they're but because they're both fighting for the same thing, uh, it, it, he's alongside him the whole way. Right. Um, and there's something uh, watching it this time. I started I started going down this rabbit hole and then I was like I was like okay well you just want this to be a different movie then yeah. so you got to cut that out but I am going to talk about it where so Hugh Jackman and Maria Bello are white and Viola Davis and Terrence Howard are black and there is something to that where black children go missing and no one cares mm-hmm. and white children go missing and everyone cares it's news it's yeah. head, front page of the paper news so it would have been interesting uh, if the movie had explored a little bit what the dynamic is of the two girls getting kidnapped together. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know every true crime case, but I have not heard of a case like that where you have two kids of different races kidnapped together in this kind of way, right? Um, And then you also have the dynamic you were talking about. There's like a class difference there. The black family is what has a bigger house. Yeah. And she says she's a veterinarian. Yeah. And he and Hugh Jackman's character is a contractor. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, so it's just, it's, it's, they sort of, it's like, it's all there, but they don't actually explore it. And then there's also like, yeah, some, the movie's not interested in the race no, thing at all. At all. And so, so again, what I'm saying is I wish this was a different <laughs> movie, but I also do enjoy the movie as it is. So I don't, I, that's not necessarily a point against it, but I yeah. just this time found myself going, man, it would have been really interesting to explore that. Um, and just see what, you know, kind of what you do with that. Yeah. Uh, what the movie is interested in, I think, is, you know, this how far would you go to uh, protect your family, mm-hmm. to do what is right, mm-hmm. uh, or what you think is right. Right, like where is that line? Where is the line? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how much of your humanity will would you give up in order to uh, do something in the name of you know, safety and security and finding your daughter and all this stuff, mm-hmm. which... Um, you know, it, it like feels like it explores, uh, pretty grimly and pretty truthfully for a while. And then like towards the end, it becomes much more of just like a kind of almost like a fun police procedural movie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like once the mystery really gets going mm-hmm. and the whodunit aspect of it really gets going and all this stuff mm-hmm. and there's some stuff in it. And I, again, I don't want to spoil anything and I'm not going to spoil anything, Yeah. but there's some stuff in it where you're like, okay, this is like, like Hannibal Lecter shit. <laughs> not Hannibal Lecter. What's the right word? This is like, uh, like Batman villain shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, that's happening in a movie that for the first 90 minutes was like a very kind of, uh, on the ground, uh, dark look at human behavior. Yeah. And then it kind of get, but the, the Batman villain shit that happens later is still pretty good and fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of. I feel like, um, I don't know. The whole movie feels so intense to me that I don't quite get that Batman villain feeling. I know what you're talking about. I'm not like trying to say, you know, like I'm not trying to gaslight you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but I think that, I mean, possibly because the notion of, of 
of one of uh, our children being kidnapped is so horrific to me that we're already at like Batman level. So you're saying you love our children more than I do. And that's mm, why. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Basically. <laughs> you're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like I'm already. Yeah. It, there isn't a turn for me where, where it's like, okay. And, and I don't know if that's the, the, uh, like I said, the thing where it's like from the get go, it's so horrific. Or if it's literally just the acting is is so good because it's just from from the get go, Hugh Jackman is like singularly focused right. and and on on getting his kid back. And yeah. literally, I will do whatever it takes. Yeah, the turn um, for me happens, and I'll I'm just gonna say this: it's not a spoiler. Okay. When you start to see when when you get to a place where there's a bunch of mazes on the wall. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we've taken a turn because the movie is so focused on what would you really do in this real situation? And like, and then it becomes a thing. It be, Okay. How do I say this? It becomes one of those things that happens where once you, uh, once you get to it, it's like, oh, this would be like, the biggest story in the country if this happened. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas like a kid getting, two girls getting kidnapped would already be a huge story. Mm-hmm. Um, but is a thing that happens. Like yeah. abduction, child abduction happens not frequently. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not as frequently. Am I making any sense? You know what you're I'm saying? Making, yeah, I know what you're saying. I just don't know that I, I agree with you. Oh man, we're really disagreeing well, just, even though we both love this I movie. Know, I know. <laughs> Well, I just, I'm, I'm not sure what you, like, why, why it's an issue. Uh, it's not an issue for me that that would be the biggest story in the country. It's a movie. It's not real. It's supposed to be fantastical. That's like saying, like, that feels to me like saying, um, oh my God, think of an example. <laughs> think of any example. Any movie. No, I'm just kidding. Of saying, like, well, nannies can't really fly in Mary Poppins. Like, that, it really takes a turn for me when she flies. Yeah. It's no. like, well, yeah, it's a fucking movie. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. What I'm saying is, like, the, once it gets into that, into that crazier kind of second half stuff, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoy, mm-hmm. it just feels different. It feels like the movie up until that point was concerned with this, like, central conflict of Hugh Jackman being sure that he's right. Mm -hmm. And even though no one believes him Mm -hmm. and how much of his humanity is he going to give up to find his daughter? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it gets into like some other stuff, (laughs) (laughs) which, and you know, it's funny because the first time we saw this, I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I felt like, again, this central conflict that I think the movie's about is it's called prisoners. And, you know, Hugh Jackman's, he's in many ways a prisoner himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all prisoners. Hey, we're all prisoners, baby. That's my favorite line in the movie when yeah, he yeah. turns to the camera and says, Hey, we're all prisoners, baby. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so, um, fuck. What was I saying? I don't know. Gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Fuck you. I remember. Uh, I remember. The first time we saw it, I was like, oh, I feel like this movie uh, is kind of excusing Hugh Jackman's, like, crimes. It, you know, because he, he does some bad stuff in the name of finding his daughter. 
mm-hmm. trying to find his daughter. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me in a weird way, but I, I, here we go. So and I remember the first time seeing it being like, oh, I feel like this is like, like starts to grapple with some stuff and then excuses it. You know what I mean? And is saying like, hey, uh, don't worry about torturing people because as long as you, you know, as long as it all works out, then you're fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I felt the first time we saw it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again last year while I was cleaning the basement. Mm-hmm. Very important detail. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, oh, I don't feel that way at all anymore. I feel like he, he's he's not super excused. And, he's not. And that you are, it's okay to make your own judgments about a thing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. He's still like, you know, I think the movie, st- and Hugh Jackman being a nice guy in real life, it feels like, mm-hmm. kind of still makes it like, oh, He's still like the hero of this story in a way. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's just interesting that you ever felt that way given uh, what happens at the end to that character. Um, he, I'm, and again, I'm, I'm not revealing too much, uh, but, but also uh, uh, an interesting note on that, again, without revealing too much. The very last scene yeah. was almost not in it. Okay. They did include it, so... They did include it, but I also... I I think that would have added an, an interesting dynamic to the film, but I also if he still... Is... Shh. <laughs> we can bleep it out. Yeah. Um, but I also think, it, it, with or without it... Yeah. I, do, I just I just disagree with with the sentiment that 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 the movie thinks or is saying in any way... Well, yeah, like you can do these horrible things and it's kind of okay as long as like it all works out. I think that's just categorically untrue. And, and I think the movie makes a point to to do that. But. But I want to disagree with you. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, and I, the th- I started this by saying I agree with. I, like the first time I saw it, I felt this way. Mm. Then I watched it again and I changed my mind. So that's how I feel about it now. Okay. I do feel like Hugh Jackman is a little too likable. I do feel like you're like he still like feels like a good decent dude even though you you I don't know there's like an interesting thing. It's like it's like I wanted it's I wanted more of like some other perspectives on him or something. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I think I think for me I mean, there's a part of it where it's just like, well, if you think Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman yeah. is this, it's not going to work for you. Right. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I also think that there's an aspect to it where where that feels necessary because you have to sympathize with this character. You have to identify with this character. And, and then you have to grapple with the fact that he's not a good dude. He's not doing the right thing. Yeah. But you agree with him for at least a little while. Right. So I think it's important that he's likable. I think it's important that he is, that you're going, what are you, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. No, that's a great point. That's a great point. If it was Thank like, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, who's a, who's a. John Voight. John Voight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with John Voight as the father of a six-year-old. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Um, no, give me back my give son. Give me back my son. Yeah, Mel Gibson did make this movie. He did make this movie. Um, if it, I'm trying to think of an actor who has, if it was Michael Shannon or something, you'd be like, 
yeah, that's a weird dude. Like, you yeah. know, because he plays weird dudes. Yeah. Um, but Hugh Jackman, like America's, America's Wolverine <laughs> is kind of like, oh, I don't like seeing him do this. You know what I mean? Which I think is interesting. Think you're right. It, yeah. Like, you're right. All right. Well, wow. I'm, I mean, I was already here, but like you've brought me further along here because like I said, I felt weird about it. And I think it's really is, this is so, I feel like we're just sucking these movies dicks today. <laughs> but I feel like, um, uh. You know, it really is. I, I when I saw this, I wanted a fun kind of proceed like a Mare of Easttown thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, Fincher would have. Uh, I thought about Fincher a lot watching Prisoners because it feels very Gone Girl or like mm. uh, just like the, the 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 Deacon's cinematography and like all the yeah. cinematography is great. Um, all this stuff, but so I've thought about Fincher a lot, and he would have made it like funny. You know what I mean? He would have, yeah. like, like Gone Girl has a lot of humor in it, and mm-hmm. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo has a lot of, like, humor in it, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but it's not really funny. Like, it's Jake not. Gyllenhaal has one kind of, like, what the fuck kind of line. That Well, that's one of my notes, too, is that, and this is very silly, The it's an amazing use of cursing. Mm-hmm. It's so natural every time it doesn't feel like a thing where it was like, well, we got to get, we have one fuck. We get one guys. So like use it well. Yeah. But it also didn't feel like a Tarantino. No. Yeah. 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 Fuck shit. Fuck like balls. Shit. Yeah. All all of the curses. Yeah. 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 Because I'm, that's who I am. (laughs) Um, you know, and it just felt like a, I wrote great natural use of cursing. I love that. that. (laughs) Um, yeah. It's funny that we brought up the Batman villain stuff because Paul Dano is playing the Riddler in the next Batman movie. And also Paul Dano sings menacingly at one point, uh, Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laying an egg. So I hope he does that in the new Batman movie too. Yeah, Um, Yeah, Paul Dano, really, really incredible in this. Yeah. Um, And again, there are so many people and so much story to get to that he is is one of the characters that is possibly underused. Yeah. um, Or actors that is underused. But but also when he's on screen, you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really great. He's really great. And also this guy, David Desmalchian. That's just Malchian. Yes. What else to, has he been in? He was in Dark Knight. He was Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. He was, um, he's in Dune, baby. Dune. He's in Ant-Man. He's one of like the crew in Ant-Man. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's and really he's great so too. he's so good in this. He's, he's, I, <laughs> it's so funny to me when, like, to imagine just being, an actor like that where people are like, hey, we need a creep. Yeah. We need a creepo. Yeah. Hey, creepo, get over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's great in this. And I mean, you know, it. that's one of those things where it's like, okay, you cast like, yeah, you cast the weirdest dude as your weird dude. Yeah. Well like, done. Good yeah, job casting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it feels, I think I'm thinking a lot about Mare of Easttown too because it, because of Pennsylvania, because same vibe, of yeah. um, the same, you know, the kind of like investigation vibe and all that stuff, the big movie star actors, that kind of thing. Um, but it does feel again, like it's, it's interesting with this one. Cause it feels like there's a, be- there's 
eight episodes of story in this movie, mm-hmm. but it's done um, in two and a half hours, and I fucking love it. Yeah. It does, there is a part towards the end mm-hmm. where I feel like there's like a scene or two missing. You know what I mean? It feels like they cut some stuff or they didn't have time to get to it. Maybe. It's the part where they bring up the book by the old FBI agent. Yeah. Where I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like they just start talking about this thing as if we know about this. It's a thing that everyone knows. And yeah, that and we've like, set what? this up. And I'm like, I have no idea what just happened. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the only part of the movie where I was like, oh, I wish this was a little longer so I knew what the hell was happening. Yeah. What did you think of um, Melissa Leo in this? I think she's great. Great. End of discussion. I think she's great. I, I Again, she's another actor that doesn't get a ton of screen time. Yeah. But when she's there, I think she's perfect. Yeah. She, yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything yeah. else to say? Um, no. No. It's good. It's good. It's good, you guys. Um, okay, is it available? It's on Hulu. 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 And I should say our DVD of this, Bare Bones, yeah. got it for free. Yeah. Award season, baby. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, honestly, for that reason, and uh, because you... you Social network DVD is is a like the actual DVD is a thing for you. Yeah, and it's, it's two this... discs. And we didn't mention that the social network has like a feature length documentary. Oh yeah, about the making of the social network and yeah, like all yeah. these other supplements and stuff. Yeah, it feels like this decision is pretty clear. It is. Although, it is. although I I would hate to lose prisoners. Well, I feel like and if it we... feels like one that's like it being on Hulu feels somehow not. Very permanent. Yeah, I don't think every America does not have prisoners' fever. I feel. <laughs> Although you know, Denis Villeneuve. Yes. I, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. You're doing great. Um, he's not going away. That's true. I just watched Dune. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Really loved it. Thought it was yeah. great. And uh, he also did um, maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh shit. Arrival. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I can't even think about Arrival. But I start crying. Do you remember? I remember being in the theater just fucking sobbing during Arrival. Remember that? I do. I think what... Oh, you know what was... That's a really good movie memory. I think we went to see Arrival. Mm-hmm. And I, sobbing my fucking eyes out. And then we went downstairs at the mall and went uh-huh. to the Cheesecake Factory and had lunch. Uh-huh. And then we went back upstairs and saw... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. And by that point, I was exhausted from crying. And I'd had a big beer at the Cheesecake Factory and Cheesecake Factory food and just fell the fuck to sleep. Yeah, we both fell asleep <laughs> yeah. during that one. I remember watching. Like, that has ne- that, the last time that happened, I think, was during the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie, which we probably <laughs> went to, like, a 1 a.m. screening. Of, yeah. Which is why. But this one, I mean, that's the last time I've, like, really fallen asleep in a movie. And yeah. And it's Fantastic Beasts and just being like, what the fuck? Why? Anyway, sorry. That's a <laughs> real... Um, but, yeah, I think, I think Prisoners is the one, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, Prisoners, thank you so much for the trauma. Um, you are truly terrifying. Yep. And I hope that I don't have nightmares tonight. That's my hope. Great. 
No promises. <laughs> no promises. Um, great. Should we pick this next match? Up? Let's do it. Hey Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one. A random number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one is fifty-nine. Fifty-nine is from nineteen eighty-seven. Adventures in Babysitting. Ooh, classic. Classic. Have you seen it? Not since probably 1988. Oh my God. I definitely saw it. I have vague memories of like it, but I... I was obsessed with this movie. Great. Because I remember so distinctly it feeling like, like a movie I wasn't supposed to be watching. Yeah. And therefore, I was like, let me watch this all yeah, the time. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't seen it yeah. since then. So. Oh, that's great. I love that. Can't wait. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 625. 625 is... Ooh, from 2009, mm-hmm. The Informant. Oh, baby. <laughs> That's a baby fave right I there. Love, I love that movie. You do love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched that movie. Starring of Yellow Jackets fame, Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky. Oh, yeah. love her. Love her. Great. That's a good pair. That's a great. That's. I mean, it's a weird pair. It's a weird pair. <laughs> I don't know what the connection is. I know. But we'll see. But uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Adventures in Babysitting, The Informant. Love it. Get the ready. The Informant with an exclamation point. Yes. I said explanation point. You t- I was going to let it slide. It's late. It is late. <laughs> All right. Okay. Listen. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web. And I hope that you don't have nightmares tonight, just like me. Great. For sure. Definitely will not. Be totally fine. Um, cool. Hey, listen. Come back next week and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not committed to what I'm saying here. It's just that, like, <laughs>